hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling. Who you suckers think you're tripping with? Yes, I'm the boss. Hey guys and gals out there who may be tuning into this really cool episode of the Hustle and Fitness Podcast, it's Dave Mifsud and I haven't really been doing this podcast for quite a while. Uh, my, myself and Jake started this a while ago and we haven't really been doing episodes for a long time, but I had some stuff I wanted to share so I figured let's uh, pull up the old mic and do a little episode to share five lessons from five years in business. This week my uh, studio, my gym, The Body Shape has turned five and it has inspired me to go, you know what? What are five key lessons from half a decade now in the trenches since uh, starting you know, the gym five years ago when I was 20 years old, launching her up and having her still alive and kicking as we speak. Uh, with the coronavirus stuff, we're kicking in a different way, but we'll be back into action in no time. I just want to share five lessons that might help you if you either are thinking about going into business, you are in business, uh, you're just curious about different things. Give you some perspective from, from being in it because it's one thing to to read and study something is another thing to actually go in and do it. I was listening to another podcast I follow and um, it was talking about that concept where, you know, you can read stuff and you can listen to stuff, but it's not the same as doing it. And he said, uh, you have to pardon the language, but he put it that uh, just because you've watched porn doesn't mean you know how to fuck. And I really, like, again, sorry there's anyone out there doesn't like too much swearing, but probably wrong podcast. Uh, I really like that because, like, it's so true. You, know, you could read a book about it, you could watch freaking movie about it, right? But it's not the same as being in the trenches and doing it. You get a very different experience. So I want to share five lessons from that uh, to hopefully help and inspire and educate anyone who's started to tune in. So thank you for being here. And and the journey is, is a pretty crazy one for me. Um, you know, I've technically been, I guess, in business more than five years. So I was a personal trainer before I had my own studio. And when I was a personal trainer. I was contracted out of a gym. So I was kind of running my own business, paying the gym some rent, and then getting my own clients and things like that. And the thing about my, my, my backstory with that is it's crazy how fast I went, but it, it really came back to getting mentors when I was younger, uh, which when I first started, which really shortcut success for me, and just being willing to do things that felt uncomfortable at the time. So when I first started as a personal trainer, I, I sucked at getting clients. I had no skills on how to talk to people. I didn't know marketing, sales, persuasion. I wasn't like, once I was awkward, once I had no social skills or anything like that, you know, I was reasonably confident sort of to talk to people in general, but I didn't know any sort of how do you talk to someone and actually lead them to wanting to buy personal training from you or, or sign up or like, I didn't understand that concept whatsoever. So once I had bad skills in terms of talking to people, uh, they weren't, weren't anything special, but no idea in the business orientation. And that's why I struggled. The first couple of months of personal training, I barely made any money. And instead of uh, you know actually just doing that full time, I was scrubbing dishes on the weekend at a local Italian restaurant in Cronulla. And I was delivering pizzas, scrubbing dishes to actually make some money because the money I was making as a trainer wasn't uh, any more than the rent I was paying the gym to work at. So I was actually not making any money. I was also at uni at the time. So I'm trying to do full-time uni, trying to grow this personal training business, even though I had no idea what I was doing. I just dived in the deep end. And uh, I was then working on the weekends and trying to juggle a relationship at the same time. So I, I was very much struggled at first, and then I bump into a business mentor uh, at a network marketing event of all places. And this guy you know, clearly knew his stuff, and he asked me how I was going, and I said I wasn't going very well, and he said, let's have a chat. And so I get on the phone with this guy, and start talking about where I'm at in business, and he really sh shined the light on what I didn't know. Uh, about how I didn't know how to do sales or marketing or talk to people about signing up, and that was why I couldn't grow the business. I was quite knowledgeable as a trainer, but didn't have those skills. And even just one conversation, I was like, holy crap, okay, there's a lot of things here that I do not know, and I need to learn them. And so I, I got back on the conversation with him again like a week later, and I'm, I'm sort of buzzing from the first conversation. And he's like, cool, well, you know, you really want to grow this business, but you know you need to learn this stuff. I can help you. I have an eight-week course. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. And his eight-week course is $4,000. 
and I'm pretty sure the grand total of money in my bank account then would have been, I reckon it was less than $300. I know that sounds stupid, like crazy, but literally, I, I remember asking my mum not long before that for money for a physio bill. So I was battling some physical injuries at the time. And I remember having to go to the physio like once or twice a week and I couldn't actually afford to pay the physio. And I remember messaging my mum like, hey, can I have some money to uh, pay the physio bill? So I did not have much money. And he tells me it's $4,000. And I'm like, well, I really want to do it. I don't have the money. Like legitimately don't have the money, not like a, a cop out. And uh, he said, cool, we'll put you on a payment plan. You can pay a hundred bucks. What can you pay now? A hundred bucks? Oh, yeah, probably a hundred bucks. He has hundred bucks a week now and you pay it off and you make some money. And I was like, why not? <laughs> right? As naive young people do. So I joined with that. I started a payment plan and it takes a few weeks, but eventually the stuff he teaches me starts kicking in. We come up with one main strategy and that skyrockets me from making very little money to actually making some money, uh, which was pretty cool. So I quit my job uh, at the restaurant and... Uh, now I'm doing okay as a trainer. I keep doing the same things over and over again, rinse and repeat the same stuff that's working. And I get to a pretty good place. I'm making like $1,500 to $2,000 a week as a PT, um, you know, which is not too bad as a uni student, right? <laughs> uh, at about 20 years old. And then I get back on the phone with the mentor again at this point. And so now it's a bit of a different conversation. I'm like, yeah, look, I'm doing you know, a lot better. I'm pretty happy financially. I don't have to scrub dishes on the weekend. This is pretty cool. I had one more year of uni. And he's like, that's really cool. What's your long-term vision though? I'm like, oh, look, having a gym one day be, would be epic, would be awesome. And he's like, great, why, why don't we do it now? And I'm like, my heart probably skipped a beat when he said that. I was like, uh, well, i got to finish uni and like, I wouldn't even know the first thing about opening a gym. And he was just like, well, we can work that out. You just do this, you do this, do this, and you just need 100 members paying you this much. I'm like, yeah, I guess the numbers make sense. And he goes, what's going to excite you more? Having the uni degree or having the gym? I'm like, dude, you know, the gym. And he was like, well, let's do that. And so he's a good salesman, very good salesman. And uh, I was like, cool, sounds good. And I knew the first program was $4,000. I was like, okay, what's the, what's the next program to help me get further? He had a 12-month like, business coaching mastermind, uh, and it was $25,000. <laughs> and again, I was making some money, but I still did not have that much stacked up. Like, I'd, only been, I'd only just paid off the $4,000 program with the money I was making. And I was like, well, again, I probably can't pay you $25 right now, but can we do a payment plan? We did a payment plan, and uh, I was off and running. And I made a decision, dropped out of uni, joined this $25,000 mastermind program, went down to Melbourne like three weeks later to meet with him and like strategize and da 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 And that was at the start of the year. I joined right on like January 1st and I uh, had the gym open on April 16th. Hence why we just had our five years. And that, you know, that, that four month period, obviously I'm skipping a lot of stuff that happened in there. But once I'd made that commitment to the, to the mentor, to the coach of $25,000 and we're doing the gym and I've dropped out of uni, there was no turning back, right? The, there's a good expression, if you want to take the island, you burn the boats. I burnt the boats. <laughs> there was no other option. And that's why I worked my ass off. Those four months were, were probably the, the hardest I've worked in my, like, I don't know how hard I've worked in my life, but I worked extraordinarily hard. And had the gym open April 16th. And did I know what I was doing? Absolutely not. <laughs> the first workout was chaos. The first workout was a mess. Uh, there was very little plan. I didn't have a business plan. Uh, I just went in there and went, I'll figure this out. And so that brings me to lesson number one of my five lessons for five years. And lesson number one is start before you're ready. For anyone, if you're already in business, you've already started. But in general, you've got to start things, even if that's like a new project in the business, the new thing you're going, you don't think you're ready for, you've got to start it. Or if you are starting in general, the whole business, you're probably never going to feel totally ready because you just don't, you just can't figure things out until you start going down the path. Okay, imagine you're on like a foggy street and you're trying to look ahead at the end of the street to see you know, where, where's all the cars or where's the houses at or what's my next, what, which way should I go on the street, left, right, straight? You just physically can't see the rest of the street. But as you start walking down the street a little further, you get further, you, the fog begins to clear and you go, oh, actually, there's the car I was looking for or I should turn right here or there's a sign. 
And I think that's a really good metaphor of a lot of things in life. We, we, we expect to know the whole thing before we go. And everyone probably falls into a different continuum of their, you know, risk tolerance, who some people are just willing to like, yeah, I'll do it with no idea. And some are super like, I've got to have everything mapped out before I take any kind of step in the right direction. But it's super important to realize a lot of the times we have to start before we're ready. And that's that's why I'm so grateful I got a mentor who, you know, I paid him good money. So, you know, he did, you know, it's, it was a good, good arrangement for everyone. But I'm grateful that he pushed me to just go, you know what, we'll figure it out. Because in those first few months, I figured out a lot of stuff. So that's lesson number one. And so we started out, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And the first few months in the gym were an absolute, you know, scramble. And again, I've gone from like pretty happy where I was financially to dropping every single dollar I had into this uh, into this gym to, to fit it out, to paint it, all that stuff. Uh, if you're thinking, paint one, you paint it yourself. I'm terrible at that sort of stuff and would not want to spend the time doing it. So I paid some. So the first few months were pretty chaotic, and uh, I, I didn't really think about this ahead of time. Uh, I just sort of did it when I got there, but I had an office. I chucked a couch in the office because, like, business now. I've got to have an office with a couch, right? And uh, it just I was working late, starting early, and I was like, you know what? It just makes more sense to sleep here at the gym now. And so I decided probably a week in, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to sleep at the gym on the couch because I was there till 10 p.m. at night. I was back there at 5 a.m. in the morning. So I was like, what's the point in going home? So I started sleeping on the couch. And this became a bit of a thing for me for quite a while, for about three years, in fact. Uh, but I was sleeping on the couch, and the first few months were just a grind. That's the only way I could put it. You know, I really didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I ran some some early marketing campaigns, got some people in the door, but because I, I didn't know what I was doing, most of them did not stay in the door, most of them left. Okay, so the first bits were very tight. And about six months in, I reckon I... Six months, maybe? Maybe four or five months. I reckon I... I reckon I began having the first sort of signs of success, I would call it. And... The mentor I had had taught me a lot of stuff, a lot of good mindset stuff, but he taught me one particular skill, and that was how to run really good Facebook ads to grow the gym. And at the time, not many people were running Facebook ads. So I was running these ads about you know certain programs we were doing in the gym and the things we were up to, and they started doing really well. And I started figuring out more and more about how to run the ads, how to make them good, and learn that skill. And so that was the first thing that started getting me ahead because I could make more sales and bring people in the door. But what I was doing for a long time is I was marketing a four-week program. And the four-week program, I was selling it at $97, right? It's a pretty easy kind of, like, not a huge first first sale. And a lot of business advice was, uh, you know, sell low ticket to start with, you know, like a low barrier offer, we'd call it. So, you know, it's less than $100. It's pretty easy to come and try at a gym for $97. There's not a lot of pressure, you know, for a studio that's quite private. So I was selling it at $97, and I don't even know, I couldn't even tell you why I started decided to do this. I was like, I'm selling it at $97, you know, and if they can't pay that, they do 25 bucks a week. It's like, what if I just sold... Like, what if I just sold it more expensive? And I, I wish I could remember. I'm, I'm trying right now to think who just told me to just sell it at more expensive. I do not know. So I was like, fuck it. Let's try sell it at $47 a week instead of $97. So I ran the same Facebook ads, got on the phone to people interested, and just went, yeah, it's 47 bucks a week. And they were like, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Like, I was still converting the same amount of people at $97 a $40. i am like, huh, there you go. I just doubled my money, more or less. 47 times 4 is 188. And I did like a week of that, and I was like, what if I could do 57? So next it became 57 bucks a week. And I was still converting pretty high. And I was like, holy crap, this is pretty cool. I did another two weeks. And then I was like, fuck it, let's try 67. And at 67, I sort of started hitting this point of the conversion rate was beginning to dip a little bit, but it still worked. And so I sold it like 57 or $67 a week for this four-week program for a long time. And over the course of probably six to eight weeks, my revenue probably doubled in that time alone simply because... I doubled the price or more. I went from 97 bucks to 190 to $250 for the same program. Nothing changed. 
And I finally felt after those six, eight weeks, like I finally started breathing easy in the business. I finally felt like I, I wasn't every day like stressed about, can I pay rent this month? Because I pretty much like doubled in revenue just from increasing the prices. And it was a really rewarding feeling. And I ended up hiring my first trainer not long after that because I needed the help because we had more clients coming in and had the money for it. And that was pretty, pretty cool. So the lesson number two from that is I say, I like to remind myself, big doors swing on small hinges. And what I mean by that is little things can make big differences. Something as little as the pricing, which may not seem little, but my point is it's just one thing. All I did was at the end of that conversation, instead of saying one number, I said a different number. That was it. That's literally all I changed. I did nothing else different. Instead of saying it's 97, I said it's 57 a week. And that alone was enough. Everything else stayed the same more or less. That was enough to finally get me ahead of where I was and actually get to a point of hiring and a bit of breathing easy room uh, in the business. And I really have always stuck with me that whenever we're stuck in different things, and again, if you're running a business, you might have different things you're stuck at or frustrated with, but it goes for everything in life. We get stuck on these things and we, we ignore or forget at times. Sometimes it's just the smallest, smallest tweak that you need to make uh, that can make a huge difference. And that was like that was the lesson I learned uh, for that. And I remember going to our meetup for this business coaching after I had that six to eight weeks of growth and I actually won a, I won a prize for like the, the best quarter. So I got to go up to dinner with the guy who runs it and that was epic. And uh, I remember talking to people about it, like, oh yeah, how was your quarter? And I was like, man, I just, I changed one thing and like, holy shit, I can't believe how much has changed. And it was super eye-opening. So big doors, small hinges. So that like that helped me get along quite, uh, for, for a while, that was a big thing. That helped me grow and we got to a decent point. And I, was, I wasn't like, I, I didn't really pay myself a wage this whole time. I was keeping the money in the business because I just wanted to get ahead. And, um, you know, you have to put money away for tax, all that sort of stuff, which I was horrible at at first. Um, but we started going better. We started going better. And then we ran into our next problem. And our next problem was we were starting to fill up the facility I had, which was a great problem to have. And it wasn't a big facility. It was pretty small. But we were getting to the point where some sessions were getting kind of full. The parking was an issue. And I was talking to my, my mentor again. I'm kind of like, well, look, this is the next problem we're running into. Uh, is we're just running a room. And he goes, cool. Well, why don't you expand? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Once again, that kind of like fear of, oh shit, am I ready to expand? It hadn't, it'd been a, it, it had been about a year, I reckon it'd been about a year when we first had the conversation or just under that we we're going to expand. So for me, like one year to fill up the first gym, I was like, huh, okay, that's pretty crazy. And when I think back to, to this, so this conversation about expanding, yes, it made some sense logically that we should expand, but at the same time, the business wasn't at a place where it was ready for expansion. What I mean by that is there wasn't systems in place. It was very still me kind of just making shop as I go. I had some trainers, but they'd only been there a few months. They didn't really know they were doing that well either. And I was relying on one strategy to get clients, like one thing, like run these ads, make these sales calls, that was it. And I didn't at the time probably realize how much I didn't know. Like I started getting ahead of myself, right? All right, I've already made this one gym doing all right. Um, you know, the business is making money, da 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 da. We're getting full. And part of me wanted to, part of me wanted to keep up the, the, the notoriety I guess I'd got from my like social crowd that they were like, oh, you're already new, you're running this business. That was pretty cool. Like it feels good. It was a sense of significance about it. Twenty years old or twenty one now. I've got my gym and, you know, holy crap, it's it's getting full. You got trainers. It was it was, it was it was a nice little ego boost, right? And then I think I wanted the next thing, and the next thing was like, well, now I'm going to expand this bigger gym and look at me. And I think that was that overrided the the logic that I probably wasn't ready to do that. But at the time, I didn't realize this. So instead, what do I do? My mentor's like, you should expand. I'm like, yeah, let's expand. And I start looking to expand. 
and I find the next gym that was, there wasn't really one at the right size I wanted to, but I find one gym that was really big, and I'm like, this probably won't work, but the more I looked at it, the more I crunched, you know, tried to crunch some numbers, quote-unquote, um, which I didn't really do in much detail, I was like, eh, we can make it work. I decided, fuck it, we'll go to this super big facility, and I lock in to expand to this three times the size facility of my current one, uh, and decide to do that. And I pretty much put every single dollar that I had put away in the business from the good few months into it. Uh, and it was just crazy to try expand this next one, but we did it over the course of three days, moved from one gym to the other gym, and we did the expansion. And you know, I said that I, I felt free for a while when I'd actually got ahead financially. All of that came crashing back down because I had nearly tripled my rent, two and a half times my rent. I got more space. We, had to, we ran more classes, uh, and it all came crashing back down very, very quickly. And I remember like, yeah, it felt good for, at the time to expand, but a couple of months in, when, when again, the money was really tight and I'm, and I'm working longer than ever, it sort of hit me like, I probably wasn't ready to expand. <laughs> I probably wasn't ready. And it, it brought me crashing back down to earth a lot uh, when I had to face the, the, the humble reality that we were pretty messed financially. Um, my strategies vetting clients were starting to get a bit hit and miss. And I was like, huh, I've worked my ass off for like a year and a half now. I expanded and I, I took this risk of, of getting bigger than the, I had this one gym going really well and I've expanded thinking I can make it work and all these extra expenses and my marketing struggling. It was very humbling when I looked at the numbers to actually see like, we're not making any money right now. And I've worked literally seven days a week, put my heart and soul in this for a year and a half and I have no money and I'm broke and we're losing, we were losing money. We're losing money. And the lesson I took from this for lesson number three is be very careful your ego. Because the more I think about that decision, the more it was my ego more so than anything. And I truly do not understand how much I did not know about business and about my business especially. Again, I was like, well, I've got some, I've got some ads at work and I know how to sell people. Let's just do it. I can figure this out. And not that I haven't been able to figure it out, but I had to make a lot of very short-term decisions to, to get the cash flow in. And I started selling people I shouldn't have been selling. And I'm mucking around different promotions that probably weren't the right promotions. But again, I had to do anything I could to get money in. And it was more the pressure that I put on myself that I, that I didn't like at the time. Um, but ultimately, the lesson is a lot of times, yes, like human significance is a, is a need we all have. We all have this need to feel significant from other people. It's all a part of life. But be very careful because it's a really good servant, but it's a terrible master. When you're doing things and you get some significance and it's helping the world, excellent. But when that starts to control you and you don't make and you make sometimes rash decisions because of that, you can set yourself up for a lot of problems. And that's what I did. I was very humbling at the time. And I, if I knew now how much I did not know and how much I had not done, I would have probably done things a bit differently. So we get to that and uh, it becomes a grind for at least at least two years. It probably took me to finally feel like I got ahead at the bigger gym. It took a long time. The, the marketing has started to really wane off and I had to be really keep experimenting and trying things with marketing. And now I'm trying to build a bigger team because we need the trainers. We've got more classes and stuff. And uh, I was not very good at leading a team. Not very good at leading a team because I'd never really done it, which is fair enough. Um, and I think just naturally I'm very self-focused. Most thinking about myself and, and not, not in a selfish way. I'm just very like, what am I doing? What am I learning? How can I do better? But I don't think about other people as much, uh, just naturally. So... It was a struggle for a couple of years to, to, to get the business growing, to get the marketing working, um, and, to, and to juggle the team. 
And when I think back to why we, we didn't probably grow where we should have, I still was selling people, even though I, sometimes the marketing struggled, I was still making sales and still growing, and still getting people in the door rather, but we weren't always growing. And the thing I struggle with is, is being very big picture orientated, very fast paced. I'm not very good with numbers and very detailed. So I wasn't looking at the numbers of the business close enough. I wasn't looking week after week, month after month, how many people are coming in, how many are leaving, what are they all paying, what's the difference there? And you'd think that you'd have, like you'd think just like common sense, you'd, have, you'd be right on top of that. But it's amazing how often common sense things are not common practice things. And I, I know this because I coach other gym owners and coach clients. And I know it because I'm like, oh, maybe I'm the only one. No, a lot of people do this. They don't know their numbers very well. And because they don't know their numbers very well, they don't really know what's going on and how to change it. And that was me for a long time. And the number that I eventually needed to work out was how many people are we losing? It wasn't how many people are signing up. Although that matters, it was we weren't delivering good enough service and delivering enough community to keep people happy. So we had a revolving door. And it's it's almost it's very it's almost painful to, to talk about it because it was it's it was frustrating. I don't like the idea that we weren't delivering as good a service as we could have. We weren't delivering the service that we were charging for. I'll put it that way. We weren't delivering a bad service, but I was trying to charge reasonably good prices and we weren't delivering the service suitable for that. So people didn't see the value and they left, and that's what happens in business. And what I think I learned from that to be lesson number four is in all businesses, to bring this back to yourself wherever you might be at listening to this. It's important to understand when to sell and it's important to understand when to serve. And that is a really important thing to discern for any business. I would say, because you, there's a lot of very um, uncontextual advice, very black and white statements that you hear in business because I've, I've done a lot of courses, programs, mentors. I've done a lot of things and they'll say things like, your first few years in business, you should just spend all your time marketing and selling. And then some people are like, oh, you know, the way to grow a business is to care about your customers. There's a lot of these black and white statements and they don't really do us very good because we don't understand the context and we don't know how to discern them very well. And so the thing you need to do if you do run a business or you're going to run a business is you need to understand when to sell and when to serve. So the sell is what I would, is driving growth, right? Selling new, new products, services, getting new people in the door. It's driving the growth. And there's a time and place to do that. And I know a lot of people, because again, I've worked with lots of like gym owners and I've even helped a lot of like coaches just from being around the trenches. And a lot of people like coaches who work with people uh Trying to perfect, uh, you know, an ebook. Trying to perfect like their, their their website. All these different things they're trying to do, but they have no clients, and they're trying to work on serving when there's no one to serve, and it's like that doesn't work. That for most of the time, people are doing that just avoiding the hard work, which is actually figuring out how to get clients. So sometimes there's people who do need that advice. They need to be marketing and selling, and they're too busy trying to work out their product or service that no one is even buying. So that's where okay, get on the marketing and sales side of it. But then there's people like myself who take to the marketing and sales, quite enjoy it, almost find it easy after a while. And we love it. We, we quite enjoy selling it and we just want to keep growing more people and we get a bit of an, again, an ego boost from like, oh, I made four sales this week. And we forget, we take our eye off the ball with the clients and the customers. And that's where it's important to, to go back to serving and go, how do I actually make what I'm doing awesome? Because I've got, I can, I can feed, I how to market it, but am I making sure I'm delivering what I'm offering? Otherwise, because the money is in the repeat business for anyone in any business. The first sale you make in most things is not where you make your money. You make your money on the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 20th, right? People come back for more. If you're in the cafe, it's when they come back for their 50th coffee, not the first coffee. You've invested shitloads of money to start this cafe and hire staff and get the coffee machine. You don't make money on that first coffee. You make money when they come back for the 20th coffee and then buy breakfast. If you're on a gym, you don't make money on their first month. You make money when they stay for 10 months, three years, five years. Uh, and it goes for all products, it's the continuity. And that's where if we're not serving, you won't get the continuity, so you would be spinning your wheels on the sales and marketing like I was. So it's impossible to know through a podcast where you are at, but 
I wish from day one I'd always had my finger on the pulse of discerning when I should be selling and when I should be serving. And when I sort of figured that out, I got clear on my numbers. It, it was what allowed us to really start to put the things in place we needed to to start growing the business to where it is now or where, you know, it was sort of in a transition period right now. But we got it to a pretty great point. I have, you know, three staff running it with me plus a virtual assistant. So it frees up a lot of my time to do delivery. So I also do some business coaching and consulting as well, where I help other trainers, other gym owners who are trying to figure out this stuff, generally helping with their marketing and sales mainly. And yeah, it's at a pretty cool place. Right now, obviously, is an interesting time with the coronavirus bizzo as I record this, meaning we're not really operating a gym, we're operating like an online fitness business right now with virtual classes and workouts for our clients and a community online. And so it's quite different, obviously, but we'll be back. But I think this this time right now is, is reminding me of something else. And the thing it reminds me of is the basics of business. The basics of business is you offer a solution to a problem. I know that sounds like an oversimplification, but that's, that's really it. And sometimes we don't even know what the problem is. You know, like, fa- like what problem did Facebook solve? You know, was, was there a real problem or did they come up with something new? There was still a problem maybe of a lack of social connection or blah, blah, blah. But some businesses like do crazy things like Facebook. But most of the time, we solve a problem, right? Or we offer so much value that people enjoy the service and they come back. But it's still on some level fixing a problem. The cafe down the road you get coffee from, what's the problem? I really want a coffee in the morning and they're convenient and they make really good coffee and the barista's really nice and I say hi every time and so I like the service. The problem was I want a caffeine hit, I like I like my coffee in the morning, I want some energy, tastes really good, it's my routine and I want to stick to that routine and it's, you know, there's no other coffee place nearby. That was the problem. All businesses solve problems, okay? And you know, think about what's going on right now in the world, I can't operate my gym, we're shut down. No dramas whatsoever, we gotta do what we're gonna do. We've moved the business online and we did that in probably 48 hours maybe we turned the business from face to face to online like it didn't take very long at all because we knew we had to and a lot of businesses right now are, are struggling and there's also you know, an equal amount that are winning and the ones that are winning have realized we're still here to solve problems the problems have just changed the problems used to be this thing and now they're this thing so we just need to solve a different problem and the ones that are struggling right now the ones that are, are sitting back going well we can't do what we normally do so we're not going to do anything or we're going to do very little and the ones that pivot and just keep the basics in mind, that the game is still the same. The rules have changed slightly, but we're still playing the same game. The game is still solving problems. Now, people are at home instead of being out doing things, still solving a problem. There's a problem at home of, I'm going to the pantry and fridge too much. I don't know what to do at home because I've got no equipment and I'm bored. How do you solve that problem? Online fitness, like that's what we're doing right now. And it works. And that's a huge problem we're solving. So if you're in business, if you go into business, my final lesson that this coronavirus has probably reminded me of is business is still solving problems. And if you keep your eyes and your ears and everything attuned to the problems of the world, I feel like you'll never run out of ideas of ways you can help solve that, which for me is really cool and exciting because I love new things, I love ideas. And I think it, I think it's, it gives you a good sense of uh, confidence when you know that you can solve problems and you can see the problems. And so keep that in mind no matter where you're at, whether you're in business, going into business, Business is just solving problems, and if you can solve problems better than other people, you can solve bigger, more complex problems, you will have no problems making a business successful, making money, whatever it is you would like to do with your life in the business world. Those are my five lessons, guys. One more time, start before you're ready. Big doors, small hinges, okay? Small things make huge changes. Be very careful your ego. Don't let it control you, you control it. Know when to sell, know when to serve, and don't forget business is just solutions to people's problems. If you came this far, I appreciate you massively. Because you just spent like 30 minutes almost with me. And that's amazing. And that's so cool. If you did, 
Appreciate you as well. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway was. If one of those really stood out to you, please let me know on the social media. Send me the old DM or the message or um, knock on my door and leave a card that says your biggest takeaway, whatever you'd like to do. And if you like this episode, go on the old iTunes and hit us like the five-star review or subscribe or all that jazz that you can do to uh, hear more if I decide to do more of these. Who knows? I'm kind of making this up as I go right now in life. It's quite fun. Anyway, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed this lesson. Took a lot out of it. And uh, if you have anything else, hit me up. I'd love to chat more. Peace out. Take it easy. Bye. Wide. I keep them long, I keep them fat, I keep them coming back, we keep them coming back.